welcome back to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. This is Susie Botella, your host, and you're listening to episode 137. So we're reaching the end of November here, and at the beginning of November, I had the absolute pleasure of visiting, revisiting uh, my college where I graduated from. I'm an alumni there. There were also our first sponsors for the International Mobile Film Festival here in San Diego, and they are Grossmont College. So they have a radio station, one where I actually worked on while I was attending there, and uh, they are the place that and the experience, uh, the beginning of my journey, I should say, where the vision of mobile filmmaking stemmed from on 9-11 in 2001. So I went back there to visit, and um, I wanted to thank the media communications department, as always. Um, And I actually was interviewed by the host of one of the radio shows at Griffin Radio, as it's called. They are on TuneIn as well. Um, So I, I wanted to give a huge shout out and a thank you to Paulina Colis. She's the person who actually interviewed me and she was so gracious to share the audio file. So I'm gonna share that with you guys now. Go to internationalmobilefilmfestival.com, which is the domain for our website. You're going to hear different domains here, maybe, possibly, but in any case, uh, that's the one to go to for the film festival. Um, Go check out where we are now because now we're at the end of November, but I'm really happy to share this with you all. So uh, let's go. Let's, let's, Let's listen to this conversation. It's very inspiring. All right, guys, you guys are listening to Griffin Radio right now. Um, We have a little interview for you guys. My name is Paulina Colas. You guys usually listen to me as DJ Pow on air. And today we have a special guest, former student and just former very awesome person that used to go here to Grossmont College, actually, Susan Botello. Did I pronounce that right? You got it. Also known as Susie. That's her name that she goes through. And yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Susie. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day here. Awesome. Um, I also wanted to tell you thank you for taking your time to bring me on board through the airwaves. Awesome. (laughs) Welcome back. You're here. She also has a podcast, by the way, guys, which you guys can listen to on TuneIn as well, just like our radio show. And I'm pretty sure she'll give the name of it. Yeah. What is it again? SDP? It's called the SB for Susie Botello. By the way, I spell my name S-U-S-Y. Okay. Botello. Um, SBP podcast. Awesome. Uh, mobile filmmaking. And what kind of things do you talk about on your podcast? What kind of guests do you bring on? Tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, my God. The podcast is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) I didn't start it because it was a podcast. I started it because 
I really wanted to interview people who came to the film festival that I have here in San Diego. It's called International Mobile Film Festival. And all the films are shot with smartphone cameras. Awesome. Yeah. And people were coming out from, you know, Italy, New Zealand, the UK, Chile, um, Canada, uh, you name it, basically. And they were coming from different countries, and some of them could not afford to come here to San Diego, you know. Um, And so because of that, I decided, you know, doing video interviews with these people, even while they're here in San Diego, is very time-consuming. It also, you know, to do an hour-long video to go into depth about making movies with your phones and and about their film and things like that. It takes a lot of resources. You have it takes a lot of disk space. It takes a lot of everything, Most basically. Definitely. And to edit and so forth. And it's just gonna be talking heads. And if you don't, then it takes time to create a full on video, right? Yes. So I uh, decided to create this podcast and I started interviewing people remotely. I did a lot of research for it and uh, learned how to do it from scratch. Um, I did not begin recording the podcast on my phone. Um, I just did not want to do that. I wanted to do things a little more professional uh, because I wanted the people who come on to feel respected. So now we're on the we're going on to the 134th episode. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty exciting. They say in the podcast world that if you've made six that you could stick on to it. I think that's kind of a myth, guys. Um, <laughs> you basically just have to have the desire and the passion for what your topic is about and you have to enjoy having discussions with people. They're not really conversations. Conversations is like what you have at the coffee shop. When you're editing it, you want to have a discussion, which is usually around certain topics. And as a podcast host, you're really telling a story from beginning to end. And sometimes you have to go circular because you tend to get off track, which is completely fine and fun. <laughs> Honestly, I would agree because my favorite podcasts are always when they go off the rails, they yep. start talking about some random stuff. Discussions is a perfect way of describing it. Like, yeah, that back and forth, that yeah. banter. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and so because of that, I, we don't have commercials or anything like that. It's very free. Awesome. Um, the purpose of the podcast itself is really to inspire people and to inform people, and it's for anybody that's even remotely interested, even if they're not wanting to make them, but anyone who has an interest with making videos and films using smartphone cameras, it's for them. But there's this other part of it I'm very big on is the uh, empowering people through storytelling with film. Awesome. Because I feel film is the best way to really inspire people and uh, share your stories. Yes, I think it's like, it's very important to provide that point of view to people, especially through film. All of that is very cool. I'm more on the audio side, you know, but visual is very important. Visual representation, anything like that, it's very key. So going to on like the film and stuff like that, what 
began that. And you were mentioning that you were in the film club here or started doing film, your experience with that in your Yeah, education. I was in the media communications uh, major here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that uh, it was before 9-11 when I was here. So that dates me. I am super old. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, no. no, I'm not. Uh, But one of the cool things that I I should mention, um, because I brought up 9-11, that's really what what brought the vision of cell phones, the media making videos, broadcasting, and all of those things reaching around the globe through the Internet. And I recently recorded, I sat down and shared my story of how that happened. I have a, uh, I hope you don't mind me no. shamefully <laughs> plug it in. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I have a, a platform which is more personalized for me. It's called Susie, S-U-S-Y, Botello, B-O-T-E-L-L-O. That's my full name. At, uh, I mean, dot, substack, dot com. Okay. So if you go there, uh, you will find a little tab and it says podcast. So I've recorded a, an episode. You can also find it, you know, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and tune in awesome. also. <laughs> All of the above, guys. <laughs> it's, it's called The Word on Storytelling. Um, and in that, episode I explain my deep in-depth story which I know we don't have time to get into but how these things connected and my vision of the future which involved bringing the video camera in a really really grand way to make movies uh, for the large screen Uh, and I have to share with you and your listeners in case you doubt this we have reached the mainstream. Mobile films, films made with, and by the way, I'm not talking about just iPhones. I'm talking about any branded phone. Those movies, feature films, have reached mainstream. So if you have any doubts on this being a viable way for you to make movies and get them distributed to Amazon, Tubi, or any other platforms... The ability is there. It's real. It's, yeah. it's literally happening before our eyes, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that happens with feature films. Unfortunately, no one yet has really found a way to monetize short films for distribution uh, yet. And so that capability that has been around forever, which is films of around 89, 90 minutes uh, being shot with any camera, uh, as long as they're good, you know, can be distributed to this platform, you know, any one of those platforms. So imagine that you shot your phone, you know, uh, your your film, it's a feature film. You shot it with a phone. You've gone all the way out. I, I wouldn't advise for anyone to do their audio through the phone. <laughs> no. Do it externally. <laughs> Um, and, and what I mean by that is use a separate, you know, find a sound mixer that's good to, to do that. I don't mean go and put together the audio track like a cartoon or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and get your film out there and win the laurels from the film festivals. Hey, 
by the way, mine's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and when you, once you do that, you can distribute your film, any of these platforms, and, you know, people will have a choice. I'm gonna, am I going to watch, you know, the next 007, uh, you know, film, or am I going to watch, you know, your film shot with a smartphone? And That's you know, crazy. Yeah. I feel like that kind of, well, in a way, I think it's so awesome because it makes filmmaking so accessible because I feel like yes. what stops people sometimes, it's like, I need all this fancy, expensive equipment, all of this, like, different things. But it's like, you literally have it in the palm of your hands, like all of us do. There are people uh, in different parts of the world that don't have a college that teaches that around them Very good as well. Too. Yeah, And they're learning things uh, either on Google or or just out of pure passion mm-hmm. to make movies. Look, I used to tell people, you know, when it comes to editing, for example, right? Um, how many generations in your family are there left that have never watched a movie or a TV show? None. Mm-hmm. It's in your genes. It's in your DNA. So when you're putting... A film together when you're telling that story that you've already shot and you got all this stuff um you go you put it together on a video editor right and you see transitions what's that and say you have fade to black okay i'll put that here we'll make it last a little longer oh that kind of makes it seem like i've seen that done in movies it's a different day Mm -hmm. you know there's a big space between the now and the later so I'll, I'll do that. And you start putting things together and realizing you didn't have to even study that. You naturally know what these things do. That's true. You know, even editing on the action, you know, uh, you guys look it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all those things are available to you. And it's one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this. There was no um, financial uh, you know, motivation for me to do this. It was mainly about empowering people. Uh, we have a, a program in the film festival um, itself. It's called Community Stories. And that means that in, if you're part of a community or a culture, if you're a part of that and you want to share the story from your community, you know, whether it be a narrative or music video or documentary, whatever you want to do, if you're a part of that community, you qualify to have it, um, as long as it's good, <laughs> Noted. to have it um, stand out in our film festival. We, we create a special session for that. Um, and we've had community stories from different places, uh, sharing different stories. And there's something missing when someone else is sharing your story. There's no better person to tell your story than you. But you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if your story really matters, then someone else is going to tell your story. So it might as well be you. Wow. That's <laughs> that's very impactful, honestly, because it doesn't sound any better unless you say it, unless you provide yeah. your point of view, too. Like, all of that is super important. It's part of um, helping and connecting people to each other through their stories, which brings empathy and I believe filmmaking, you know, shouldn't be, sorry, Mr. Spielberg, sorry, Mr. Tarantino, <laughs> sorry, guys, but it shouldn't be just you guys doing this. 
um, everybody has the potential. Everybody, you know, since you're three years old, you already know how to start telling stories. You know, no, it wasn't me who stole that cookie. You see, this is what happened. This is how it ended up in my tummy. You know, <laughs> it's not that story, mom. <laughs> right. So it, it's not. You don't have to be a very well educated or experienced or professional in order to tell your story. And more and more people now, uh, all ages, there is no age limit uh, to submit a film in our film festival. It's funny in a way because it's like super exclusive, right? Oh no, you can only use your phone. But at the same time, it's super inclusive because even, you know, if you're out there and you have a, you know, a red cam or whatever, right? You also have a phone. Most likely it has True. a camera, you know, so we're not leaving anybody out. We have a lot of filmmakers that are professional filmmakers who have made movies with their phone, you know, as well. So, no, yeah, it's like available to everyone, too. That's the thing that I think is so cool because people who, like I said, didn't feel like they could have done it or don't think that they're capable of doing it like they can. Yeah. Speaking of your film festival, tell us a little bit more about it. Like where can people if they want to submit something like how do they go sure. about it? Like what kind of um, categories do you have? All of that. Tell us a little bit about that. OK. Um, well, this is the one that we're going to have on the last weekend of April, which is the same date every year. Okay. Um, so it's going to be April 28th, 29th, and 30th in San Diego, 2023. Mark your calendars. Right. <laughs> so I'm saying that first. Don't say. Um, <laughs> but uh, the categories have grown. We started out with small little three-minute films it was you know just do it just just give me something you know let's get the ball rolling and uh that was in 2009 oh, wow. <laughs> <It> wow. Took, <laughs> I know right it took until you know it took about three years to finally you know find a venue which um you know my my sincerest grateful heart just goes out to Grossmont College um if you guys have a an instructor that connects with you. Stay connected through the years because, um, you know, of all the professional people that know your industry, um, they're not competing with you. They're they're what they want to do is help you succeed, you know, oh. and they want to watch you grow. You're like their kids. You know what I'm saying? Very true. Yeah. So. Uh, and because of that, the media communications department um, was very cool to me. And through the years, you know, I actually I worked in different uh, video production fields, you know, companies and things like that. And I always uh, would call on Mr. Sneed uh, to, you know, find me someone or he would contact me. And, you know, I got this person, you know, are you guys hiring you know, so we hired a few students, you know, from here as well, That's giving awesome. them opportunities. But, um, but okay, so going back to the film festival, there mm-hmm. were like little short three minute films. We had about eight or nine films the first year, 2012. And then uh, we just moved on from there. And a couple years ago, we decided we need to be more professional now, not meaning the festival, but what we accept as far as submissions so 
2016, we introduced feature films to our film festival. But the short films, right? Uh, and by the way, the feature films are narrative films. Okay. Um, unless you have a very extraordinary, incredible masterpiece documentary, uh, stick to narrative films. Um, so <laughs> we had, you know, in the short film categories, films from, you know, at different levels, because again, they're shot with a mobile phone and we want to keep that mission of everybody can do it. Everybody can play a part of this, no age requirement. And so, because we wanted to select more professional films, good films into the program, uh, I came up with this idea of having another separate competition called the Rookie Films, the Rookie Award. And that one is more for uh, youth and novice uh, filmmakers. So those films are one to five minutes for the Rookie Award. The feature film uh, times are from anything over 40 minutes to uh, two hours in length. And last year we had six of those full feature films. Oh my gosh! I know it was it was a little bit overkill. We don't normally have that many. <laughs> but it was really I was having a hard time not because we were coming back to in person too. So very true. Yeah, but um, the the normally the what the one to five minute films for the rookie awards that was the time limit for all the other short films as well for a short film competition. But as of this year, we raised the time limit. So no more one-minute films. Uh, now they begin at three minutes and they end at 10. Just think of the 310 to Yuma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> nice. So th those are them. And then we have all your typical categories, you know, like your narratives, you know, horror films and dramas and crime, action, all those things. We also have music videos. We also have, you know, documentaries, you know, the community stories are now, you know, you submit a film and then you tell us, hey, this might qualify. And then when, you know, if it gets accepted, we'll make a big deal out of you in the festival. Um, and uh, the other one, um, a few other categories, we have one called uh, Screen Dance that was inspired by one of the filmmakers that won I believe it was in 2020, uh, dance choreography film. And that one is, uh, it's, it's a special category as well. Not like community stories, but it's, it's special uh, because it's separate from your traditional genres and categories in film festivals. We also have the ultimate mobile category. And that one is basically you do everything on the phone. Oh, wow. Everything, including the music, everything is done on the phone. And you know you can you can do it. It's a great challenge. You know? See, if anyone's interested for a challenge, honestly, <laughs> go for it. Because that <laughs> sounds so crazy and amazing how you can just literally do everything at the palm of your hands. That's yeah. awesome. And we, and we do want them to be shot horizontally. Okay. We want them to at least be, you know, full HD, uh, not 720. Uh, we don't want square videos. Sometimes some films will have a vertical, you know, video because they're showcasing um, a conversation, you know, between two people on a phone. And as long as your format on your entire movie is, you know, shot on the, you know, 
the actual traditional. Yeah, because we we do put them on the screen here in, in San Diego. See, uh, so yeah, watch out for that, guys. All right, that's so awesome, honestly. And I also I wanted to touch a part that you were talking about how nine eleven like really inspired or like not inspired, but was the turning point for you to realize that phones are a really key part to the future and society. I don't know if you want to touch a little bit on like why it was that you realized that or because I could think of some things too because I feel like especially from that time we were seeing a lot of first point of view like films of or films sorry people recording on their phones what was happening in front of them so I feel like that would be one thing or I don't know. Yeah we didn't really have the cameras on the phones yet uh, but we did have uh, a lot of so in New York City, especially mm-hmm. in that area, there's a lot of tourists and they, you know, they always bring, you know, little digital cameras and camcorders and things yes. like that. Yeah. And what happened was I was here at um, I was taking the media history, the history of media class with uh, Kimberly Wearig, Mr. Wearig's wife. Yes, I've taken um, a class with her before. Yes. <laughs> um, and when I came into campus that day, that morning, um, the parking lot, I found parking like that. Which I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but it was very quiet on campus. Uh, there was no one around. And there was a girl that was walking, and she was talking on her phone, and she looked at me. She was very clearly upset. She was almost crying or maybe mm-hmm. she was and uh, I kind of looked at her like you know you look at somebody like oh yeah. you know sorry and kept going I walked into the classroom which was completely dark except for the news was playing and there was the national news was on I don't remember which channel and they were showing footage shot with these little camcorders from people because obviously to get a news team in the middle of that mayhem as it was happening it's just literally impossible. And so this was the footage they were playing on the national broadcast news. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, we're learning that you have to have these things, you know, that you have to have these levels, you know, for the video. And that's why you need these professional uh, cameras in order to shoot footage to put on the news stations, you know, for broadcasting. And I thought, well, that's a myth. You just rule that out. <laughs> because it all depends True. on the story, right? And mm-hmm. that's the, the whole thing about journalism. It's the story comes first, you know? And Very so true. I first I saw that. I was observing my colleagues in the classroom, and they couldn't even speak. They were just like 120, 50% into that story, right? That was happening right there and then. And a lot of things that I kept hearing was the cell phones, you know, people calling, you know, their family members on the plane, the plane people calling their family members. They were all talking cell phones, you know, people calling from uh, what they were watching it from farther away and they were using their cell phones. The people that were beneath the towers, you know, they were calling, you know, their friends and families from the cell phones, cell phones, cell phones, cell phones. And the media, you know, taking this footage and the biggest thing was this huge story that was reaching around the world at the same exact moment as it was happening and I thought 
wow, those three things together, the story, the cameras, you know, with the cell phones and the Internet, making all of this possible. Mm -hmm. And in the forums, that was social media at the time. People are going to forums and, you know, all that stuff. And so what happened is I started thinking anybody who's making these cell phones, you know, the manufacturers of them, I think it was like Motorola and all of those guys. I thought for sure they're looking at this and they're thinking money. Camera. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if we can bring basically what they did was they brought the smartphones and they brought the cameras in there. They brought the everything phone because the whole purpose is now you're fully mobile. So when you're out there, I mean, we had cordless phones, right? Mm-hmm. But you walk away within a, you know, a couple of feet and you lose the connection. So it's not really mobile. That's true. You know, it's just cordless. Uh, but to be able to go somewhere and with all the things that are happening and the mentality after 9-11, terrorists are everywhere. Oh, my God, everything is a terror attack. Everything is, you know, that craziness. Um it's good to have this one assurance that you've got a phone. Kind of like a sense of security mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And when I started my film festival, I had people say, well, what about iPods and things like that? It's, I'm like, it's not really because it's a mobile device. It's because this is the one thing that everybody has access to. And the one good thing about a smartphone is that when you talk to somebody, you can put them up to your ear and you're close, like... You know, if you've ever been out on a date, if you're a girl, if you've ever been out on a date and your boyfriend gets upset and you're, you know, fine, I'm walking Mm -hmm. home, you know, (laughs) and then you realize you're six miles away from home (laughs) 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 and you call mom or dad, they're going to comfort you. And to have that phone call in your ear, you know, as opposed to just sending a text or something, right? Um, it's, It's a very special device. And... Um, I didn't see the future of GoPros and iPods. You know what I mean? I saw the future of this being the most accessible device. And I thought, this is going to be it. And so I wanted to make this film festival not as an online film festival. I also worked in the industry. I worked on films, you know, and things like that. And I wanted to show the respect to the filmmakers um, and to say, we're going to put these on the big screen. We're going to give you, you know, we're going to roll out the red carpet, have Q&As, invite you, you know, just like a traditional film festival. You know, you're the star. You're the filmmaker. You made this, you know, happen. And to get that ball rolling, it had to start somewhere even before the iPhone 4. So in 2009, there was no iPhone 4. Uh, and when the iPhone 4 came out, all these other people started to think, oh, maybe this could be a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's when uh, companies um, started developing apps and gear and things like that in this this way, you know. So 9-11 was the epiphany almost. It was like this vision that I had of the future where everybody had a phone because it, not everybody had one yet. You know what I'm saying? That's very true. Yeah, we had just come out of pagers. I just mm-hmm. remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, how the times have so changed. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, no, and honestly, that's a, like an, an epiphany that I feel like now. It's like 
I see all of these new phones coming out, and what's the first thing that they focus on? The camera. They're exactly. Like, the best camera that you will ever have. Like, look at this. You can film like this. You can take a picture like this. And even with, like, social media, too, like, on TikTok, I see sometimes people post, like, little mini films or yeah. whatever. And everyone's like, wow, this could be a whole... I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, it's awesome. You can do everything from your from your phone. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we're kind of wrapping up on our time here. But some finishing thoughts that, like, you have on everything. I also wanted to ask you, like, any advice that you have for students going into media into for you know in the business or anything like that like just in general I know for me I'm about to graduate soon so my next step is to get a job in the industry and everything like that so what are some advice or tips that you can give to students we're going we're going through this crucial time right now where the standard the traditional way of doing things um, is constantly being questioned and challenged improved and innovated Um, you don't have to change everything you know and start over again you can take things that are already in existence and build on them and make them better and improve them and that includes in your own journey and your path in life one of the things that I you know wanted when people when I was little people would ask me what do you want to be when you grow up Susie and I was like I want to be an artist and people thought, oh, you're just going to be homeless. They're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it really swayed me away from that. Part of my passion in storytelling uh, goes back to being little and seeing how, how good it is to share stories and listen to them, to listen to people who are sharing their stories because, you know, we're always talking about mental health mm-hmm. and People want to be heard, you know. People want their stories to be heard. They want to be acknowledged. That connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was It was a thing I realized when I was very little. And it didn't really come out of me, even though it was part of me, for many, many years later until I started really doing this and putting more of my thought process into it. Um, but what I would say to everybody is, first of all, Anybody, I'm going to, I'm going to say this directly to you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, To everyone that's listening, your existence is crucial at this time. You all have a very unique story to tell. And your story only begins and ends when you decide that it begins or ends. It's all about the perspective. And so if you think that way, remember this. No matter what path you take, that horizon is there for you. So whatever you see on that horizon from your perspective, it does, there are many roads that are going to come in, in front of you. doesn't matter which one you take. You're going to have opportunities that are going to come to you, and they're going to be unique to you. It's what you do with those opportunities and what you learn from them. Don't get down on yourself when you say, I want to do this, and I'm only being offered a job at, you know, I don't know, jack in a box. Yeah. <laughs> because there is an experience that you're going to have in that. And if you have this attitude of I'm on a journey to get to that horizon, it doesn't matter. You're going to learn something from that experience that is going to take you there. You know, wow. all the jobs that I had, I didn't realize how much they connected me 
to what I wanted to do. This is before I came here and everything like that. So just take that. And what I'm saying about your existing being crucial, your existence and your stories and everything, is I encourage everyone to stay in school because you find out your voice. You find out who you are, what you're into. You'll find your passion. You'll find your in-the-zone space, Mm -hmm. you know, within you. And that'll help you. And by learning things and learning from other people's perspectives and connecting that to yours, it'll help you connect your perspective into the broader spectrum of the collective, you know, community, which is the world. And that's that's my advice to, to you and everybody. Wow, that's very powerful. <laughs> and that's very interesting that you say that because like I've been in this very like transition mode right now where I'm just like I'm about to graduate. So time to get like in a job that's actually related to my career. And I'm like panicking because I'm like I have a I have a full time job right now. It's in retail. And I'm like, OK, like I could do better. Like I could do this and that. Like, oh my gosh, why am I not getting like all these opportunities that I deserve and everything? But really what you said about looking at it as a journey and mm-hmm. like your perspective like is very important because you get stuck in those moments where you're like you just get so frustrated. You're like, yeah. oh, I want to be on, at that horizon already. I want to be I want to see the end result, but it's like it will come when it will come, and everything happens for a reason. And remember that. that the horizon is always going to be, we're, we live in a circular world. Don't listen to people telling you that yeah. it's flat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a circular world. The horizon will always continue to be there. It's just your guide to getting there. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know, mm-hmm. and keep moving and keep learning. Keep keep your brain active, you know, uh, Pay attention to things and don't be afraid to dream. Don't be afraid to wish for things and dream. They're two different things. You wish for ice cream. You dream to be long. Yes. Two different things. Don't let anyone twist you up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely will not. <laughs> but yeah, guys, this is the time that we have today this was a very awesome conversation thank you so much Susie for You're coming welcome. and giving us a point of view of what you've been doing and everything it's very awesome stuff if you guys want to um, apply for one of those contests or it's coming up soon also and sorry guys so it's the International Mobile Film Festival and it's all films shot with so- smartphones. You guys can look at it at www.internationalmobilefestfilmfestival.com if you guys want to apply for that. It's in April, right? Correct? Yep. So look out for and that. And you can apply now. We have for the short films. We just had the feature film deadline last night at midnight, but that was the regular deadline. Now we're moving on to the extended deadline, and I believe that's in uh, the 23rd or the 24th of December. It just costs more, you know. Uh, But I'll tell you what, for your listeners, get in touch with me, and I'll I'll provide them a discount if they mention that they listened to this podcast. I'm just doing this on the fly. (laughs) But I feel like I should do that because if you're a student at Grossmont College or if you've been listening to this, 
just go for it and I'll give you, a, if you have a feature film. If you don't, uh, the short films are, uh, the deadline for that is November 19th. I have a thing with the 19th. Okay. <laughs> That's a good number though. Yeah. All right, guys. So yeah, if you guys do want to get that discount or anything like that, thank you so much, Susie, for our students and listeners. Email her at info at mobilefilmfestival.com. And, and it's mobile without an E for the email. Okay. But if you go to the website, it's international mobile film festival with the E, right? Yeah. Okay. So most definitely look at that. I will probably try to make like a separate announcement so you guys can still have her information and everything. Also listen to her podcast. It's www.sbppodcast.studio. Um, and I believe she said you can listen to it on Tune Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Pandora even. All right. So there you go. <laughs> everywhere. And much like us as well, you can listen to it on TuneIn. Um, don't forget about Griffin Radio, too. So you guys can look us up as well. And yeah, guys, that's all we have left for today. Thank you so much, Susie, for You're being welcome. with us today. And Griffin Radio signing out. Listen to us as well. OK. Have a great day, guys. Thank you to Grossmont College, Griffin Radio, all the students, the Media Communications Department, everybody there, and a huge thank you to Paulina Collis. I'll see you next time on the SBP Podcast. Goodbye, listeners. Mm-hmm.